What up, what up? I'm Micah. And it's Ryan. And welcome all. Welcome back to the Hear Me Out podcast. It's Friday, October 13th. A lot of baseball going on, a lot of football, big news in the UFC world. A lot to get into today. As always, thank you to everybody for listening. How you doing today, man? Um, I mean, I mean, let's just get the elephant out of the room. Not doing great. Uh, I'm not even upset anymore. It's just, you know, disappointing. Obviously, we'll get more into the uh, Brave series. But, I mean, and all in all, you know, life is good right now. But I've definitely had my better days. Definitely had my better days. What is happening? What shit bugging? All right, we're having some technical difficulties. <laughs> Uh, but I think we should start the episode. Yeah, I think we're, we'll be fine now. That his his for people always can't see his. Uh, how do you even explain that? Black... My my computer just just wanted to pull up like thirteen tabs that didn't exist. Oh, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Shout out to Lenovo. Yeah, Lenovo, bless its little heart. But um, let's get straight into it. Um, yeah, man, name go ask how I'm doing. No, I'm not gonna tell <laughs> you doing because I don't care. It's about me. This is my episode. No, 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 bro. Actually, you know what? How are you doing? How it's been, hey, man. But seven P. What can I say? Yeah. Seven years in a row. This is why I didn't want to ask. Death taxes and the Astros and the AOCS. You're gonna see all three of those for the rest of your lives. Get used to it. And see, this is why. Shout out to the city of Atlanta for refusing to do be able to win anything. City of Chocacola. Right. That's we got. Still gotta win the World Series, fellas. And yeah. I, I'm pulling. I'm definitely pulling through, especially if y'all go against the Phillies. Um, yeah, Char, that flag is gonna get made this damn right. It is, I hate that city so much. Um, but yeah, let's just we'll just uh, let's get straight to it. We'll start to the positive side of things. I'll let uh Micah take the reins over uh, what's to come and how y'all handled Minnesota. Yeah, man. So, um, as the infamous man on TikTok likes to say, I called it. I said that whoever won game three that series is gonna pack that series up in four. We ended up handling business, winning game three, and then came back and out and won game four. Shout out to Jordan Alvarez. Shout out to Jose Abreu. Especially Jose Abreu. The one time he decides to show up, it's the playoffs. But you know what? That's what we got him for. I mean, at least he did. At least he showed up. But that's... Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, don't, you ain't got room to talk today, man. But shout out to Jordan. Nine for 16 in the series. Four homers, two doubles, six RBIs, eight runs. Abreu in just games three and four. Four for nine, three homers, seven RBIs, three runs. We look good. Arkady shoved. It's good to see him back in his form. Hopefully, he can continue that throughout the postseason. Bullpen looked good. Hunter Brown, he he kind of got knocked around a little bit, but other than him, other than him, we look pretty good. And now we got this series matchup with the Rangers. Perfect time to hop into what the Rangers did. They continued to handle business against Baltimore. Packed up the Orioles. Uh, big game. Nate is back. Through all the forearm injuries, elbow injuries, he's had, I think, three elbow surgeries in his career. He continues to just show up every postseason. I mean, Nadio Valdi's a, he's a monster. And then the Diamondbacks, they sweep the Dodgers. The Dodgers are finished. Thank the Lord. I can't, like, there's, there's only one team in sports that I hate more than the Dodgers. It's the damn Yankees, but I'll always be happy to see the Dodgers fall. I guess at least that's one positive from this week is that at least I don't have to see the Dodgers play anymore. So... We're not gonna move on. They're not gonna move on. I can at least live. I can at least sleep at night. Yeah, but I mean, we look around and now you got the Dodgers and Phillies. But talking about the Phillies, I'll go ahead and let you take it from here. Hop into that. Um, I don't care. I, I doubt there's anybody from Philadelphia listening, but there is. Uh, I hate your city. Everything about it. Um, it's the brotherly love, bull honky, bro. I can't stand that place. Um, but honestly, I gotta give flowers where there's due. He just outplayed us. They're simple as that. I'm not even gonna try to make up excuses. I'm not gonna try to say this, that, the third. I'm just gonna 
present you what I watched, and I watched us get our ass kicked for the second straight year. And this year, I thought, because, like, losing last year, you know, that leaves a sour taste in your mouth. I thought we were going to have, like, a little bit more fire, and it, we just didn't. It looked like we were just kind of just defeated. Like, we just didn't want to be there. Like, you look in there, dugout, everybody's bumping, just having the time of their life. Like, it just looked like we were dead inside. I don't know what that was about. Like, I think they just get to us mentally, but... I mean, congratulations, Philadelphia. Cool, yeah. NLCS or so. Hopefully, Arizona whoops that ass. Um, but yeah, nobody showed up. I'm looking, you know, what your Don did. Four home runs. Um, I want to say that that is either more or the same amount of home runs that the Braves hit the entire series. Consider what was there two from Riley and one from Darno. This is a crazy stat to look at. In this series, your Don scored eight runs. The Braves also scored eight runs. Yeah. I mean, so I mean. You, it, Nobody did anything, and like you know, whatever you can pin that loss last night on um, Spencer Strider. He gave up three solo shots. That actually wasn't a bad game. If he has any during the regular season, he gives up three runs. We score seven, so we're looking like all right. That's a good outing for our offense. Was nowhere to be found. This historic offense nowhere to be found. It's just sad. It's just, I mean, disappointing. Whatever they, it's just disappointing. That's what I'm not even mad anymore. I'm not frustrated. I let all that out. It's just it is what it is. Whatever. Like, we had all these expectations and nothing sh- – like, winning the World Series was your goal. Like, there is no, like, oh, we're happy to be getting to the World Series at least, whatever. Just getting the World Series is what your goal was, and she just – you've completely failed that. You won one game. At least out of the freaking top uh, four seeds that were left, we did get a win because, <laughs> holy crap. Yeah, well, I mean, other than, other than us, no top seed played good at all. But, I mean – just looking at this series a little bit deeper, I talked about it in the last episode. It almost felt like Atlanta had their sights set too far ahead. And me and me and you had this conversation down the stretch. Atlanta just kind of after they clinched the division, after they after they clinched the playoff spot, especially the number one seed, it looked like they were just getting by. And I remember saying it to you, it's like they need to keep their phone on the gas pedal because all of a sudden you get a postseason time. If you can't get what you had back, you're screwed. Because Philadelphia's got the wild card round to get momentum going. And then they come into the city, that series against y'all. They had all the momentum and all the fire that they wanted. Y'all had nothing. And, and everybody in the Braves organization, the Braves fan base, was all too worried about winning a World Series. But then you look across at the other side, Philadelphia was just beat up on Atlanta and then move on to the next phase. And it's, and it's whatever. I mean, you're not going to be 100%. Whenever you're a 17-game lead, I don't want to see my guy, my star players out there playing every day because that's how you want guys who are going to be. You want Vaughn Grissoms. You want guys who are coming. Forest wall, you want them to get at bats because if you need them, I'm not even upset about letting fall off the game because that shit's gonna happen. I watched you see that in sports. The thing is, though, basketball, there's no such thing as a buy, so everybody's playing at the same time. In football, it does if you get that one seed, it's a lot more physically demanding. So you're like, all right, I don't, that's a one less week that I have to worry about, you know, banging the guy like that's a crossing or whatever, you know, that physical contact sport. Baseball is completely who gets hot at the right time. You have that week off, you're not hot, you're not swinging the bat, you're not. Thing, you're just resting but the thing is is like what do you re- if you're healthy and you're not in a physical sport what are you resting but if you're philadelphia you just beat the hell out of miami so you're running off of that momentum and it's it's just a different thing this is bed back years where the top two seeds especially on the nl side have gotten bounced um and then the number one seed on the al side gets bounced so i mean it's just it I mean, it's whatever it's proven like i mean you can look at it being top seed, especially in baseball, it doesn't mean anything. I get it. Like, we look back. Miami beat Milwaukee in the one, like, the eight seed beat in the one seed. You play that another 10 times, I'll put $100 down that they don't win that again. 
everybody's healthy. Because that was the thing. We had no injuries. We just got beat. Like, we just lost. So, if you put an injury aside, that's not happening again. But if we play this Phillies Braves series again, it's we, so we win some, we lose some. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Little fun fact about this series, looking back just in history, last year, in game three, the Phillies scored six runs in the third, went on to beat the Braves by eight. This year, in game three, the Phillies scored six runs in the third, went on to beat the Braves by eight. Both times, they end up winning game four. I mean, it's, it feels like this Braves team just can't seem to get over the hump against Philadelphia. Philadelphia continues to get better. Atlanta looked great in the regular season. They looked great in the regular season last year, too. It's just something about playing, especially in Philadelphia. I, the Braves just can't handle it is what it looks like. But not to sit here and beat up on the Braves the whole podcast. Um, I'll look forward to the CSs. Uh, you got the battle for the silver boot in Texas. Uh, the Rangers and the Astros is the first time that the Rangers and the Astros will meet in a playoff series, a championship series. This is going to be massive. This series is going to be crazy. Every game has more on the line than just baseball. This is territorial. Like, this is going to be a crazy series between these two teams. And they're both juggernauts. I think whoever wins the series has got the best chance of the final four teams left to win the World Series. And, I mean, it's going to be really fun. It lines up well. Verlander's going to throw game one. I'm not sure who Texas is going to throw game one. I have heard that Scherzer might come back this series. I hope not. But... <laughs> But it's going to be a fun series. Their offense is great. We handle business against them in the regular season, but as we saw with it in the regular season, doesn't mean shit when the calendar hits October. And then to look on the NL side, you've got Arizona and Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is going to pack this one up, but I said this to you yesterday when we were just watching these games. Arizona feels like the 2019 Nationals team that we saw that didn't look like they should have won any series they did, but they end up winning a World Series championship. It's going to be interesting to see how this team can progress. I'm curious if they can give Philadelphia a fight in this series. But even if they don't, Arizona fans, ownership, front office, clubhouse, they all have to understand they're ahead of schedule. They were not, they're not supposed to be here yet. They have, they have a good young core that's going to get better as they grow together. That's a really fun team to watch for years to come, regardless of what happens in this series. No, and like I said, obviously I'm going to be on the D-backs on this one, but I think that the Phillies are actually going to win it. Go Diamondbacks. It's just the Phillies are the better team. Um. Honestly, I feel like that series down in Texas is a toss-up. I would just give it to the Astros just because, I mean, you've been to seven of these straight. But um, Texas definitely has that talent to beat them, so I think that's really a toss-up. Um, I don't know. Right now, I'm just, I wouldn't want to play the Phillies, dude. We just played them. And going back, if you're the Diamondbacks, you don't want to play them. And then when it, they go to the World Series, like, that team is just hot and they're hungry. If it ends up being a rematch, dude, it's going to be hard to beat them twice. I'm just going to, like, it's hard to beat that team twice. Oh, I don't, I don't want to see them again. That's for sure. No. I'd much rather see Arizona. Yeah, because I, I, th- I just think the Magic will run out Arizona. Like, let's say the Miraculously do win the um, CS. I just don't see them continuing that unless they just play outstanding baseball. Because right now they're running on a little bit of magic and, you know, just momentum. Still playing great, don't get me wrong, but let's be honest. The biggest thing with the Arizona team, their pitching staff's running on fumes. I mean, you have game one for Zach Gowan, but after that, who the hell are you throwing? Brendan Fat? Yeah. Like, they don't, they don't really have the pitching to keep up with, with Philadelphia. They Houston, just got Texas. They got lucky. Well, not lucky because you, you have to put, but they had explosive first inning. They got to the starters against Dodgers, the Dodgers. But after that, it was really an even series. You get rid of those first innings, who knows how those series go. But props to Diamondbacks. Nobody expected you to be there. Well, at like the all-star break we did because they were hot. They were the one seat or they were, they were uh, leading the, that division. Yeah, they were leading that division. But then you had that little dip in the second half, and now they're back. So And I'll say it because we played them the last series of the year. They got ice cold. I thought they were 
Jets in the first round. Of course, again, I put Fitz in the yeah, we'll say, that happen. Maybe if they don't play Milwaukee, they don't. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, it looked like that team was done for. And then they, they show up in the playoffs and they play pretty well. So I give them their credit. But um, let's not spend too much time dwelling on what's going on with baseball. Um, let's hop into football. Thursday night football last night. Probably the most boring Thursday night football I, game I've seen in well, a while. Well, I don't know. Because remember, that was the whole thing last year. Is that it was just like Thursday night was a waste of time. I don't know what they're going to do. I, is it the matchups or is it just short? I don't, I don't something about Thursday night football recently, the past couple of years. Because, like I said, it can't be short rest because they've been doing Thursday night football for 20 years. But I, I blame it on Amazon. Me personally, I blame it on Amazon. Because it's got to be. No, it's 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 prime. It is it is what it is. Now, is correlation causation? No, but let me believe what I want to believe because these games that was a news fast. Yeah, and I mean, looking at the game last night, I think it was seventeen to eight. Like it wasn't a good game. And on top of all that, it's it's not like it was just two bad teams going out. It's Kansas City who just won a Super Bowl. Like they I, have not been winning convincingly. They um, haven't. I sent it. I was literally going through the scores because you beat the Jets by three. You beat the Vikings by. It was seven, nineteen to eight. Nineteen. You beat the sorry Broncos by eleven. Like they do not look that good for a four and one team. Like that is not a good four and one team. Five and one now. Five. My bad. Five and one. So even worse to because I just I don't know. You lose that game against Detroit and like Detroit's been good. I want to yeah. Detroit's four and one right now. Unless they have. I want to say they're four and one still. Like I'm looking at the stats. Obviously Russell Wilson. Holy. 90 Broncos country let's high 95 yards. Mahomes didn't play too bad. Out to an elite 10.1 QBR. Hi, bless America. Oh <laughs> Lord, I knew. Yeah, That's I don't know so what had. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. That he rebuild. You just gotta. I mean, he's not gonna retire. Like you gotta get rid of him somehow. He cannot be a quarterback next year. Obviously, you're bad. You're just so bad. You're like we don't care. Like give us some. He's gotta go. Like trade his ass to the Jets. It's funny to me. Kadarius Tony throws one pass, has a passer rating of 39.6. Russell Wilson threw 22 and has a passer rating of 46.6. Oh, man. He's, 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 good so, lord. Nah, and going to Denver has completely tarnished his out, like, outlook on his career. Cause at first it was like, you know, pretty, pretty, like, he's always in the talks. And then, like, we get to week 10 and then he finally starts to fall off. But then he started to look like you won that Super Bowl, you crushed the Broncos. But, like, you had an extremely, like, historic defense and an incredible running. And then you have the blunder against the Patriots. But, like, since then, like, it's his arm that's been leading these teams. Like, he's had historic defenses. Like, when you when the defense gets a nickname. The Legion of Boom. Like, that, that shit is deadly. And then you have Marshawn Lynch. Whenever your running back has a nickname. Beast, Beast mode? mode? Beast mode. Come on now. Like, what was Danger Russ? Like, I'm sorry, you're not Dan. Is that what is that? Oh, he's dangerous, just not for the right reason, dude. Yeah, if he's dangerous to his own franchise. Like, I would want him throwing the ball. But I mean, there's really not much to talk about this game. Uh, snooze fest. Um, really, just I will say though, now that we're going into week six, yes, week six, we're starting to really look and see what teams are going to belong where. Like, all right, they're a playoff team, they're a division winner, or like, no, they're looking to be they're looking at the draft already, and it's not even November. Yeah, I mean, early buyers and sellers for starters, we can start off with the obvious sellers Carolina, <laughs> trade Thieland, uh, start talking about trading Brian Burns. I mean, back the truck up, man. Just it, to make it even worse, they don't have the right to their draft pick this year. It's getting to a point that Chicago might end up being in a spot where they may have two of like the top three picks without having to trade like we did last year. I, nah, like Carolina sucks. Carolina's bad, and I just 
back to like, you know, obviously, I don't want to put too much pressure on Bryce Young. Like, I still think he's not playing bad, but he's it's not. It, no, no, it's not his fault at all, really. I'm just saying, like, you know, he went, you come up with that excitement. So people gave an expectation to that mm-hmm. team. That's not fair to him. People were like, oh, you know, maybe they can make some sort of noise. Maybe not be great, but, you know, nah, they're bad. Like, I mean, they're not good at all. I mean, they're the only team, they're the only winless team. I mean, even the Bears got themselves a win last week. And, I mean, it, it has been kind of rough for them, too. They did get hit with the injury bugger. Um, Bryce Young missed, I think it was a week or two. And then J.C. Horn's out for the year. Like, they, they're, it's not been the greatest situation in the world, but there's still no excuse to be 0-5, especially in the division they play in. Yeah, you're I just, mean, it's rough. I mean, it's at the point where the can't the Panthers are on your schedule, and that's the one you start go like, all right, well, this is a win. Let's move on to the next. Yeah, let's see. Like the Vikings are in still, I think, a weird position because they're not bad enough to be one and four, but you're not good enough to look forward to the postseason. I'm not sure what direction you go in if you're the Vikings because the problem is a lot of the guys on that defensive side of the football are getting old. And Harrison Smith yeah. is old. Eric Kendricks is getting up there. Daniel Hunter's old. Like they're your windows. Not even closing, it's closed. Because you're, really so. you're not going to do anything this year. It is what it is. And it, what it comes down to, I'm not sure what the contract situation is with Jesus. But I mean, he's it, still, say he's coming up on free agency in a couple years. He's gone. Like, he's gone. But you're, you're, in a, you're in a spot where you have to understand that he's, he's going to be the end of your window. When welcome. he's out, you're done. Let's see. I'm looking yeah. down right here. He's got one more. So he's an unrestricted free agency after next season. So he's still yeah, got a couple. He, that, unless they tag him. Yeah, he's still got a couple, which, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, he wants out, and he knows it, which I mean, can't blame the guy. And it's not even like, because I feel like last year he was kind of like, you know, there's shit between like him and Kirk or whatever. It's not. Kirk's actually playing pretty good. Like, that team's just not performing. The defense has just not been good at all. They're not giving him any help. And you know, there's a lot of, and obviously, like if you're three and two and two and three, it's hard to tell. Like that just depends on how you play. But you can really tell by obviously these five and O teams. You know, your Eagles and you have your 49ers. They're those are your division winners. Those are your playoff teams. The Dolphins, the Bills are in a weird spot. But like you know, you have a division like the AFC North. You have the Bengals, Browns, Ravens, and Steelers. They're all two, two and three, two, two three and two, and three and two. The Steelers are at the top of that division. The Steelers are not winning that division, ladies and gentlemen. Just in case you needed me to tell you that. Um. The Bengals played horrendous the first few weeks, and I still think that, like, you're only a game back. And a couple more teams I would, I think, should buy in and start really trying to push for being good, not only this year, but in the future. Jacksonville, mm-hmm. three and two, leading the AFC South. They need, they need to start making that push. I agree. And then the, the NFC North, with how weak it is, Detroit needs to start making a push to not only be the team that's going to take that division this year. They can control that vision for years to come. I mean, and I've been saying this past couple of years, and he's proven me wrong, actually. And I like to think that I'm not wrong about something like this very often as far as quarterback play. I feel like I've heard that very well. Jared Goff has proven me wrong. He played very well. I used to think that he was one that was holding that team back, and he's not. He is playing very well. Um, You can only think, like, imagine if they don't take Jameer Gibbs. Like, <laughs> that team could be better. Like, no offense to Jameer. Is, but they're not even using him. Like they're it, not. David Montgomery's been everything they wanted and more. You're just thinking, like, imagine they just got a defense. Like I don't even. I'm sure if I look back, that draft, I could come up with some names. Just like, oh my goodness, they could have had this, this, this. But I, I think you should. They'll handle that division. The Packers are not good. Jordan Love has kind of been. Bunched. He's been very mid. Yeah, he's been very mid after the first couple weeks of him being the whole. Oh, he's the franchise. Like, and we're we got the draft. Um. Huh? 
So I, there's a couple of guys that came after uh, Jameer Gibbs that have been pretty damn good. Christian Gonzalez has been really, really good. Sucks. Emmanuel Forbes has looked pretty good. Sucks to see him be out of a season. It just sucks. Christian Gonzalez, he... Yeah, it, it is. But he, he was playing very well. They already took They took Jack Campbell. I mean, there was a couple of... Even if you wanted to stick on the offensive side of the ball, I feel like you could have got Jordan, Jordan Addison or Jason, and you would have been better off than a running back that you're not going to use. Also, but, let, me, let me see. Where are they? They could have taken, you know, a tackle. They could have gotten an offensive line. Yeah, Roderick would have been nice in that spot. Yeah. You, you can buy him all one edge with Penelope. Yeah, that's, that was probably the pick. It's not the sexiest pick, but that's definitely probably the best pick you could have had. But, I mean, that team's going to get better. Um, I, I think I think they make moves that's coming up on the trade deadline. That I think they make some kind of move. Also, Jamison Williams is going to be coming back here soon from a suspension. Thank the Lord. I love Jamison Williams. Like, yeah, they ooh. they set themselves up pretty well to be good for the next few years, but I think they should buy in, really really try to make some more moves and see what else they can do. So you don't want to tear anything because you're in such a good position. You don't even have to do anything crazy. Just get a guy or two because you're winning that division in the playoffs. I expect to see Detroit in the playoffs. Um, NFC uh, East, the Eagles are going to win that division, excuse me, but because the Cowboys aren't legit. Uh, they'll have one week where they blast somebody and then they get blasted. I just think they will probably have a nice little team. I always say that team's not going to be legit until somebody that's not named Dak Prescott's under center. That's just me. It's just that team is a whole dumpster fire. 49ers are running division. The Seahawks are keeping up with them, quote. I don't even, they haven't played each other yet. Seattle, I feel like, can be a wild card team, but obviously they're not going to be able to keep up with San Francisco. And the NFC South's open. God, San Francisco has a plus 99 point differential. Which five weeks? Five weeks. Five games. Well, look at the Giants. The Giants are minus 91. So that tells you how historically bad they are. Oh, my. Yeah, that team is dangerous. But yeah, the NFC South's open. Like, between the Bucks, Falcons, and the Saints, anybody can win that division. And speaking of the NFC South, the Falcons just made a move. One of the trades of all time for Van Jefferson. Seventh for a seventh and Van Jefferson. They were praying that the Falcons would just take Van Jefferson off their hands. And that's fine. Honestly, for the Falcons, like, we just... It's a depth receiver. There's somebody the out there. I mean, we have Matt Collins getting significant reps. No disrespect to Matt Collins, but you try to get a different look every now and then. Um, obviously, you're not making a trade for a quarterback. Like, that's definitely free agency or draft move. Just because I think our team's actually pretty... We're in a good spot right now. We're 3-2. and two. We had a couple of rough games back to back against Jacksonville, and which you're not beating Jacksonville if they're not playing. If they're at, um, off U.S. soil, you're not beating them. Simple. It's as simple as that. That is basically the we talked about this last episode with the Birmingham Jaguars. Dude, you can't with them, man. Like it's just, uh, the England, England's ground. They just feel it, man. I don't know. Just like get across the pond on that big ass rock. They just start playing good. Yeah. So that's I mean, and then you lose to a good Detroit Lions team that we just talked about. So. I think, you know, right now, we still have a couple weeks until we really start to get solidified. You have, like I said, the AFC North is very close. But um, I think it's going to wrap up the NFL because we have a good week coming up. I think we'll just get more answers checked in as far as where the season is going. Pray to God and nobody – no more injuries. I'm I'm tired of these injuries. Like, it's really ruining the season for me. Yeah, I mean, just like we were just talking about Jefferson and his contract situation. Uh-huh. He's going to miss four weeks. Yeah, I don't even want to get started on it. It's just sad to think about. Um, Now let's move on to what I'm excited for. Basketball season is so close. I could watch the Pistons and the Rockets play, and I would be the happiest. Hey, we're making steps in the right direction. Okay, but y'all are still, like, bottom. The, reason, the point I'm making is, is it's just basketball to basketball. I'm actually very delusional. We suck. I just hope that we can make some kind of move so I don't have to be sad watching basketball all year. Oh, wait. Be sad. I'm just going to hate to break it to you. But that's fine, though, because 
you know, shit, I can't even say that y'all aren't the worst team in the in Texas because Wimbledon, how that's gonna go? Oh. That team's still great. This team's still trash. The team is still buns, but you have a freak of nature on that team. Yep, and we spent a million on Dylan Brooks. We're not gonna talk about it. We're not gonna talk about it. We're not gonna talk about it. Um, so right now we're gonna go because uh, Micah brought this to my attention. The NBA Top 100, and I want to say it's by ESPN, yes. Did oh, they, man, this is rough. Did they come out with Top 10? Yeah, they did come out with Top 10, right? I'm not sure. If yeah, yeah, because Giannis is one. That's, one. that's what. That's the whole reason, because Giannis was one. Mm-hmm. Did they put in? Yep, hold up. Let me, ESPN. If they didn't, I can go ahead and hop into some things that I saw already. Yeah. Um, One thing that I did see, Miles, or not Miles, uh, Mikael Bridges was, I believe, 33, which was a few spots ahead of Kyrie Irving. What are we talking about? Like, tr- truly, what are we talking about? Okay, so they come yeah, on. Yeah, they to did come on. At 10, they have Anthony. <laughs> oh, yes. That's oh, yeah. Perfect. Anthony Davis. I, I, don't, I don't know if y'all could hear what that sounded like, but we're keeping that in. It was the it was the mic just saying, I'm done. Yeah, fell backwards. The mic fell backwards. What are we doing? Like, Anthony Davis? Are we going to learn our lesson? Are we going to learn our lesson? He can't play 50 games a year. Come on for no, he didn't come off of anything. Why Why did he? Actually, I'm about to read y'all some knowledge. I'm about to spit game real quick from whoever wrote this. After two injury-riddled seasons following the 2020 title in the Orlando bubble, Davis missed 20 straight games from, you know, December to January, only to come back man on the mission to lead L.A. from a play-in play birth to the Western Conference Finals. That's why he rose 10 spots. That's why. Because he was injured. That's literally what they're giving me, is that the team played well, got absolutely Looked like they didn't belong, so that's still not enough for me. Um, we're actually gonna kind of do this backwards. We'll kind of just talk about like, how do I say it? it's not like role guys because if you're in the top fifty, you're a good, right. you're, you're, you're a player, good, you're a good player. But you know what I mean. Like the top tens are the superstars of the league, so we'll just do the the top ten, go from there, and, and then we can we can look at some of these outrageous ones. Yeah, because have. I think those are just like how is this guy above this guy? That's yeah. what we'll be kind of be talking about. Um, LeBron at nine, don't hate. I mean, you know, we're always going to hold on to LeBron as long as we can. I think this is the last year he's in the top 10, whether you think he's in the top 10 or not. Like, I'm okay with that. I can definitely live with that. SGA wrote, rises 40 spots, 40 to number eight. How do you feel about that? I mean, he's a dog. He's a dog. He averages 30 a game last year. He's on a good young OKC team. He's going to continue to get better. But he's with that other superstar. He's a a dog. I love him. Um. Kevin Durant at number seven. I hate this. He should be higher. I think he's a top five player in the league. And uh, and I think it's gonna it's weird because like his numbers aren't gonna show because of the team that they do have around him. I don't know. I don't necessarily. I guess I'm gonna look at the rest. I don't. I think I'm okay with it because you have Jason Tatum, who is one of the premier. I can't even say young guys anymore because like I feel like Luca and him. He's like, been 19 for eight years. Like these guys have been in the league. Like they're, they've been in the league for five, six years. Like these are the guys now, not the young guys. These are the guys. Jason Tatum being that. We'll see if they, you know, can finally get over the halt to try to make a ch- like win a championship. But as far as the player for player, Jason Tatum number six. Don't hate it. He rose up a spot. Curry number five. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like I don't have anything wrong with this. The only thing that I'm going to say on this is I'm curious to see how Steph, not not necessarily how Steph's going to play this year, how his role changes this year with Chris Paul coming in. Yeah. I think this is when we finally see Steph start to transition to being a shooting guard rather than a point guard. Because we've talked about later in his career, he's going to take on a shooting guard kind of role. His legs aren't going to be under him as much. His ankles are already terrible. So I feel like running around doing everything he does is not going to be as plausible as he gets older. He'll become more of a spot-up corner guy later in his career, but this is probably the first year that we're going to see him start to take that stuff. And we're really going to see how that affects his game and just his numbers and all that. 
Luka Doncic's my guy at four. Um, he was at three the year prior, but I I did look at this rating just to see and why he did drop. And they pretty much it was team success. You know, it's rough to here we go top three spot for a player whose team finished under five hundred. I don't necessarily like that because at the end of the day, you're doing your job. Like you're averaging thirty. What was it? 32.4. 32.4. So 32 and a half points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Like the dudes, I just don't like holding that against people. Call me biased, I guess, but I admit, me personally, I don't love it. And you know, I would have been fine with them moving him down if their reasoning was his usage rate's going to drop. He has the highest usage rate in all of basketball. I mean, Dallas, Dallas is Luca, Luca, and more Luca until they got Kyrie. I think his usage rate's going to go down a little bit. So you might see his assist numbers climb. But his points per game might drop down to around 30, 29 area. Mm-hmm. So I could understand if they were saying that. But holding team record against him is, is not stupid. fair to him. Because yeah. the dude's elite. And I don't care. If, you don't even have to be a big Luka fan like me. The, he is elite, premier talent, one of the faces of the league. And I don't care what you say. Number three, Joel Embiid. I can't. I, he did one MVPs, But he was the front runner the past two years. I, me personally, once again, call me bias. I'm taking Luka Doncic over Joel Embiid. That's just me. Um, also just to completely get back on, or uh, like a little off talk, we'll come back, but I just remember, especially like 2016, 17, 18, 19, it's the whole, this isn't a big man's league anymore. Big men are coming extinct. This is a guard or forward league. I don't know why the top three players are all seven foot or higher, or look, uh, which might be six eleven. but you, big men, big men are running the league. Dominant big men run the league, but get back. I just wanted to say that because I think that's super funny where the NBA was going and they've completely done a one. Um, Joel Embiid being three, like I said, I don't love it. Um, I'm sure love to hear. Let's hear some um Joel Embiid. Uh, did you go crazy? Go oh crazy. man! Go so crazy. I, I'm gonna wait until we talk about these last two guys to give my top five. But I, I've talked about my relationship with Joel Embiid. I, I just don't really like him. I don't think he's. I, I think he's good. Don't get me wrong. I think he. I think he's a very good basketball player. But. For one, the drama that he creates with the media. For two, the fact that I just don't really like the 76ers. And also, it's it's something about the way that he plays. I feel like he is very contact-oriented. He likes to flop. He plays dirty at times because you see him throw a lot of elbows at people. But then as soon as he gets he gets barely touched, he's going to fall on the floor. It's, it's something about his game that makes me not like him. Like, I, I understand he's a very good player, but I don't think he's as good as some people make him out to be. So it's, I don't know. I'll talk about it in a minute when I get to my, my top five. And going down to two, we have Cole Jokic, who has won. He won two MVPs before the season. I think should have won three in a row and was finals MVP. Gives the Denver Nuggets their first ever NBA championship in franchise history and is number two. My question is, what more does he have to do? Like, I don't understand what is holding him back from being number one. It um, makes no sense. I don't think you're going to find an answer. I'm going to be honest. Not. Me, and, dude, me and Mike have been talking about this. We talked about it today. Talked about when this list. Like, what does the guy have to do? He's just pro- – is you know, it might be because he just doesn't take that. I, that's what I was about to say. I think people don't want him at one because he doesn't take it as serious as other guys do. He's the best player in the league, and he doesn't care. I think that's it. It's got to be that. It's like the fact that he's more worried Basketball about winning. Basketball is his is his pastime. He's, he's more he'd rather worried. be back home and watching beer or wherever he's from, watching his horse. Yeah, as long as his horses are doing good, he's fine. He's happy as a clam. Like when he won that NBA championship, everybody remember they going viral. Like he's like, yeah, like let's you know, I want to go home. Like I'm happy, but like, can I go home? He won a freaking 
like amateur horse race, and you would have thought that that dude won like the world domination championship. I don't even know. It was twenty two. I saw um, media day this year. They were asking him like how the off season was. If he was very worried about recovery and doing anything basketball related, he had the best answer I've ever seen. No. He but just doesn't care about basketball. I mean, when they asked him, well, yeah, I might have touched the basketball two or three times, and then Murray's like, uh, he didn't touch it. Not <laughs> damned. Like, he's even he's trying to, like, make himself sound like, I put up a little work, and they're like, no, you didn't, dude. You've been living your best life. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I wish, like, I would, I aspire to be like that. Be so good. Be the best. I say, be the best at your job and not care. And just be okay with that. Moving on from Jokic, uh, Jan, now, nah, don't get me wrong, no disrespect. I love Giannis on Kippa. I just feel like Jokic has proved to be number one, but Giannis at number one in itself doesn't bother me. I love the guy. I don't know how you don't. Yes, you get that he's corny. I think it's just kind of funny because of the cultural difference. He is, I love, I love, um, love Giannis. And I see one of these highlighted names. Let me see if that, please tell me did it. I thought they were going to bump him up or keep him at one just because he got Damian Lillard. That kind of goes with the whole Luka thing. Like, it doesn't matter how team uh, good your team is. Like, this is a player-by-player player standpoint. But I love Giannis at one. I would still put Jokic at two, but I'm not mad. Or uh, Jokic at one, but I'm not mad that Giannis is at one, if you know if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it doesn't bother me. Now, if it being was one, there'd be issues. But Giannis at one does not bother me. I like it. You know, he... Is the Greg Freak. I mean, we've never seen anything like him. I, I feel like his shot still, every year his shot gets a little bit better. So I think he will make that trend, like that improvement again this year. They got Damian Lillard. So who knows? That's going to go. They're going to be, they're going to be so hard to defend because you can't clog the paint for Giannis anymore because then you have to worry about Dame on the outside. Pulling for worry about Dame because then they're going to get the Giannis down low. On top of that, they have other threats on that team. It's not like it's just those two guys. Yeah, you got Chris Mill. I mean, you got that's a team, right? That's there. a very, very good team. That's a team. And I know you mentioned it just now. Um, you want to get into your top five, and I guess I'll come up with one. See, it's not. I think I get top five. I think I want. Yeah. So the thing for me, I have my top five players pretty set in stone. I don't necessarily have the order outside of the top two. So at number one, I have Jokic. Number two, I have Giannis. Those ones there. It, it's it's pretty set in stone for me. Jokic is unbelievable. Giannis is unbelievable. But Jokic does have the edge for me because he should have won three straight MVPs. He just won a finals. He won the finals MVP. It, it really, there's not much of a case that needs to be made for him. But at three, I go Kevin Durant. The reason I go Kevin Durant is simply because at his size, nobody possesses the skills that he does. I've seen what he can do when it comes down to playoff time. His ability to take over a game. It's the simple fact that he's he's just consistently going to give you 27 to 30 a night. He's an elite scorer. He's massive. So he's good on defense. And then he just always comes up clutch in the playoffs. Number four, I've got Luka. Uh, we talked about Luka. He's he's just a juggernaut. A, another guy that dominates with his size. He's 6'7", and he plays point. I mean, what more do you need to ask for from the guy? And he averages 32, 8, and 8. So looking at, looking at him, like he's... He's got potential to win an MVP in the future. Everything's just got to click in Dallas, and then that team's going to turn out to be really good. I agree. And then at number five, I have Jason Tatum. It's very, very close for me with Tatum and Steph Curry. I I love them both, but I give the edge just barely to Tatum simply because I think in the future, Tatum will be better than Steph is. They're very close now, but I'd rather give it to a player that has a future than a past. Yeah. And 
I'm glad that you you literally took the words right out of my mouth. I was thinking in my head while he's going over his top five. I'm like, Curry or Tatum, Curry or Tatum. I'm going to do the same thing and give it to Tatum for actually probably the same reason. And now we can look back in a few months and be like, okay, that was I was wrong. But I can't, I'm okay being wrong. But I'm going to just confidently go with Tatum because we know what Curry has. But I don't – Curry is either plateau or he's on the down. Like, he's not getting better. Now, call me crazy. Unless you're a flight, like – <laughs> Jesus, I knew I was waiting for you to just say that, but um, I just I think he's on the way down. Tatum's getting better, you know, and like I said, I don't think I have to explain myself further. Uh, for the furthermore, but give me Tatum at five. Give me just because I mean he wins the MVP and also he is the best. Like he's just he's he is an animal. I just don't like him personally. And beat at four. I do, I do respect the – I completely agree with everything he had to say about Kevin Durant. It's almost the same thing for um, Curry, though. It's just I know you're on the down, and also your team has completely changed, so I know your role is going to be different. Like, I feel like Devin Booker's going to be the day-in, day-night score, but it's like, oh, we're down by four in the fourth quarter. Let's give it a Slim Reaper. Um, number three, Luke. I don't care if you call me biased. The dude's elite. He's going to win MVP in this league one day. It just also, once again, it's kind of a team success thing. If Dallas is a top three, mark my words, if ta- Dallas is a top three seed, he'll win the MVP. Unless if like, Kyrie has like a 30 average season, which I don't think that's the role that he's going to have. I think he's just going to be more distributed and takes the load off of Luka. Luka three, Giannis at two, and I'm finishing it out. The best player in the NBA is Patty Nelson. <laughs> it is Nicole Jokic. I mean, you the team USA is pulling all these guys together just to deal with Australia and Patty Mills. Yeah, I mean all all this. No, oh, silly guy. me, Dennis Schroeder. My what bad, Dennis Schroeder. Shout out Germany. About? What can I say? <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and move on. Yeah, to the next I feel one. like that is a perfect way to just let's. And you know, we're about to get into a really physical and violent topic now. So I think this is a perfect segue. Let's go ahead and hop right into UFC. Volkanovski, too. We're really keeping it. Oh, he's from Australia. So Aus- he's you're... Australia. He's Australian. Australian? He even said Austrian. I'd have been like, that's perfect. I'm like 90% sure he's Australian. Look at him. I'd love to be wrong. What's his name? Alexander Volkanovski. Alexander. Well, really? Wow. Yeah, I was supposed to say, I'm pretty sure he's from Australia. That's a hell of an Australian last name. <laughs> But, yeah, so to talk about Volk, hmm. Charles Oliveira steps down from the fight due to injury. So Volk, like an absolute badass, steps up on 11 days' notice to fight for a chance at the double championship. I mean, what a dog. He's, he's, held, the, the, Jesus. he's held the belt longer than anybody in the UFC, and now he's going to take another shot at Islam. I give him so much credit because he lost to Islam the first time they fought. But instead of just backing out, and not going after him again, waiting to have another chance at somebody else, he steps up on 11 days' notice and decides he's going to go at him. I, I, love, I love that from him. I think that's, that shows how much of a dog he is. He's going to show up. Even if he doesn't win that fight, you have to give him as much credit as you can. It's going to be an amazing fight, super fight. Um, and, I mean, looking at this fight, I know... Islam said that if he wins, he's not going to take the double championship because he wants to get after Liam Edwards. But, man, I mean, this is going to be such a fun fight. We were just messing around on UFC. Yeah, we were messing around on UFC earlier. Just, like, I did a fight with Islam. He did a fight with Islam. And 
Islam did come out time. on top both times. Yeah. Um, that second fight, I use, I was using Islam. You were using Volkanovski. That, like, obviously, y'all don't know. That was one of the best UFC fights I've ever seen. I've, we were going blow for blow, went into the fourth round, finally got the KO, but that was, I hope that fight, we and him were talking about it, like, if that fight's anything like what we did, it was money's work, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, but looking at the rest of that card, Costa also had to drop out due to injury, so Kamara Usman steps in. He's going to fight. Oh, boy, that's a name. Well, all right, also, before you even get into that name, because uh, I know I'm looking at it, too. All right, you, I'm a casual UFC. Like, I'm going to be open. Like, I'm casual. Is Kamara Usman Nigerian or American? Like, what is he like whenever they come out in the little flags next to his name? Which one? Because I'm I'm, saying, I, I'm reading American, but he's in all these Nigerian I things. I think he's Nigerian. Because, like, they, don't, don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm not... Super, super big into UFC, but like I, I'm more into it than he is. But I'm not sure. But looking, looking at it, I mean, this is gonna be a really good fight with him and Chim- I think it's Chimev. Dude, give me Kamzat, Chimichang, bro, Chimiev, Kimiev, Kimiev, Kimiev. Dude, you were pissing off a lot of people today. Man, no, hold on, I gotta hear how this is pronounced. <laughs> I, I think it's Chimev. That pronunciation. I'm pretty sure it's Chimev. Let's see. All right, here we go. Um, wait, where's it? Yeah, it's Chim. Oh. Kamzat Chimaev. Kamzat Chimaev. So Chimaev. But either regardless of that, it's gonna be a great fight. Uh, Way to go, Walter. Yeah, it's gonna be a good fight. That's that whole card is gonna be really fun. But there's more news to talk about around UFC. We'll talk about Derek Lewis. He's gonna fight again on November fourth. It's gonna be nice to see him back in the octagon. I love Derek Lewis. He's his boss was hot. But shout out Ronda Rousey. Shout out to Ronda Rousey, or the as he would say, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> We're Ronda Rousey podcast, but not nah, um, to move on from that. He's getting back in the octagon. line. It's gonna be fun to watch him fight. As always, we'll see if uh, he proves again that jujitsu is fake and just stands up. <laughs> but but that's gonna be fun to watch. And then the last thing to talk about UFC: Conor McGregor has re-entered the drug testing pool, so he's aiming to fight again this year. I know he was talking about trying to fight at two ninety six which is going to be right around Christmas time. I'm curious to see if he'll be able to get cleared, be able to get a fight for that card and get on. But I would love to see him get in there. Anytime you can see Connor fight, it's it's always must-watch TV. Yeah, just, and you know, like I said, I mean, talk about past your prime is definitely him. But, I mean, sell. Like, you put McGregor out there, you're going to set him. Right. Shoot you on so, I mean, I always look forward to that. Like I said, I would definitely say in the past couple months, I've been a lot. I'm actually into UFC now. Like, I keep up with it. I try to, like, learn things. I played the game. Like, before that, I didn't know any of these people except for McGregor just because, like, how could you not? He was, like, the guy in 2016. But it's definitely cool to kind of get more knowledgeable, learn a sport now, have guys that I'm, like, actually, like, you know, wanting to root for. Um, Like I said, being uh, Micah today, we had our Volkanovski and um, Islam. Islam. Islam, we had our little preview, and that was a blast. I think that's all the time we have for today because somebody is getting a car today. But make this long drive to North Carolina. It's going to be real fun. Yeah, so um, we got to get it on going. Actually, I think we had I had a good time making this one. Yeah, I had a blast today. Again, appreciate everybody for listening as always. Let us know how you feel about the episode, good, bad, ugly, whatever you want to say. Thick skin. Yeah, we have thick skin. Kind of. I know we say some stuff that rubbles some feathers, so just let us know. Let us know how you feel. Yeah. Like we'll see y'all on Tuesday after the weekend of yeah. college football, NFL football, mm-hmm. the start of the CSs. We'll be back. Yeah. It's, and like I said, thank you for everybody listening. I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend and peace.